Hello, Kirby Woods. Pastor Calvin here with this week's devotion. This is a very special week. This is Christmas week. You know, Christmas literally means a celebration of the Christ, Christ Mass, a celebration of the Christ. And to begin our celebration today, the band is going to bring you a gift of music. You worship along with them. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room in heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. We will sing joy. Our text today comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It's probably the best-known Christmas narrative in all of Scripture. It says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, 
each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I don't know, maybe like me, when you were growing up, your dad would sit on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve and read this portion of Scripture as we reflected on the true meaning of Christmas, that Christmas is a celebration of Jesus Christ. But you know, as I read this passage, it occurs to me that it does not begin with once upon a time because this is no fairy tale. This is an actual historical fact that happened. Jesus was born of a woman. He was born in space and time, came, took on human flesh, became one of us. The Bible says in the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And then it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus didn't simply come to sympathize with us or to identify with us. There are a lot of people who say, well, Jesus came because he wanted to understand our pain or he just wanted to identify with us in our struggles and our sorrows. And while I believe that Jesus did identify with us, I believe he was 100% human and 100% God. And I believe he suffered and I believe he was tempted, the Bible says, at every point that we are. That's not the primary reason that Jesus came. Jesus came to save us from our sins. He came to be the second Adam. You know, the first Adam really messed things up. Thank you very much, Adam. He brought the curse of a sinful nature on all humans, except Jesus did not inherit that curse because that is the Adamic curse. It comes through Adam, but Jesus had no earthly father. Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary. And Jesus came as the second Adam, and where the first Adam failed, Jesus succeeded. So Jesus was the only perfect human being that ever lived. And as such, he was an acceptable sacrifice to pay for our sins. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So all of us, because we are sinners, we deserve to die. But Jesus never sinned, so he did not deserve to die. He never sinned, so he was acceptable as a sacrifice to bear our sins, to bear our burdens. And that's why Jesus came. You know, a lot of times people, when they read this text, they'll say, well, there was no room for Jesus in the inn. And we, we see little stories about that and movies about that. And there's no room. Have you made room in your heart for Jesus? But you know, Jesus didn't come to luxury. He didn't come to opulence or to wealth. Jesus was born not in some sterilized, picturesque manger with friendly cows and, 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 and donkeys and stuff. Jesus came in a stinky stall. It was humiliating. It was humbling. It was base. And yet he humbled himself. The Bible says in Philippians, he became a servant, even to the point of death on the cross. The message of Christmas is this, folks that God commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loved the world in this manner, that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
the message of Christmas, if you talk, as you talk about it around your home this year, as you talk about it with friends and family, as you post things on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, as you get on social media, the message of Christmas is not about what kind of gift you got, whether or not you got a new iPhone. The, the message of Christmas is that God loves you and he loves everyone and whosoever will may come. And so I hope this Christmas will be a time when you reflect on how much God loves you, how much he loves me, how much he loves everyone. The Bible says in 1 John 2 that Christ is a propitiation not only for our sins, but for the whole world. And I hope this Christmas you'll have an opportunity to share that good news, that message of hope and joy, that message that is unlike any other message, the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. I hope you'll have an opportunity to share that message with someone. I love you. Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful time with your family. If you're alone, reach out to somebody. Let them know that you're there. We love you. We'll be hoping to see you this coming Sunday. God bless.